are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Appreciate everybody listening in today, and I hope every one of you had a wonderful weekend. I know I sure did. Halloween weekend, it's been pretty crazy, and uh, obviously for many reasons, election season being one of those things, but it was a holiday Halloween weekend that I hope everybody behaved themselves, and definitely saw some interesting outfits and costumes and all that, but that's neither here nor there. The real thing that, of course, we have to talk about and recap and react to is the Razorbacks losing to Texas A&M. 42-31 final score. And honestly, folks, it's it's a weird feeling for me because I I was thinking about going into this game. And I'm like, all right, I think AM is a good team. I think AM is one of the better teams in the SEC. In fact, I think one of I think AM's probably, arguably, one of the uh, top three teams in the SEC. But you know, it's still hard to figure out where all these teams are at. Because to be honest, I thought that maybe a team like Arkansas you know, is still having something to prove. People think they're really good, but they still have something to prove. It's the same thing with AM. It's like even though they beat Florida, yeah, it was a great win. I still feel like they were needing to prove themselves. The only team that hasn't really proven themselves as far as where they're actually at in the SEC right now, to me, is Alabama. Like Alabama, maybe Georgia, because I know they lost Alabama, but there's still some questions about them. It just seemed like it was a game that could really tell a lot about where Arkansas is at while also telling a lot about where Texas A&M is at. And unfortunately for Arkansas, they ended up losing this game, and they're sitting at 2-3 and three overall in this conference. But 3-2, and two, Auburn game, we don't care, doesn't matter. The point is, is that in this game, it, it didn't expose anything for Arkansas. Some people were coming after me saying, well, it exposed Arkansas, it exposed what they, uh, they said that they were so good at, and it just showed that they were a little overrated, yada, yada, yada. No, 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 no. That's, that's not what I saw from here. What I saw in this game is a Razorback football team that got it going offensively. In fact, to me, it was the best offensive performance Arkansas has had so far this season. From beginning to end, from the passing game to the rushing attack, it was exactly what you would be hoping to see out of Arkansas's offense pretty consistently. And let's be honest, the defense for Texas A&M was actually really good, especially statistically going into this game. I start thinking about it and, and looking at some of the stats. You got Felipe Frankson went 23 of 31 for 239 yards. For Kane Boyd, got 100 yards in this game, first time he has all season long. Franks also rushed for 91 yards, almost had 100 yards. Traylon Burks had 117 yards receiving, two touchdowns. It, you know, this goes on and on as far as offense goes. And uh, if you would have told me that this would be the number, or these would be the numbers that Arkansas would have after this game against a and I would have said, all right, well, they probably win. Because I'm like, there's no way that the defense is not going to show up, at least in some capacity. But unfortunately for Arkansas, Texas A&M was an offense that they haven't really faced so far this year. Now, when I say that, it's not to say that other offenses they faced weren't good. It's to say that this defense, or excuse me, this offense for Texas A&M was more of a different style. They slowed it down. They didn't run a lot of hurry up. They slowed it down. They kept their composure. They got the play calls in. So that was a little unique. Also, they were a team that 
was very physical up front. If you look at some of the recruiting rankings, which I don't know if any of you do or not, but if you look at some of the recruiting rankings for this team, offensive line had a few five stars for A&M. They also had four seniors, I believe. Four out of the five seniors on the offensive line. Like, boom. That, that right there is, like, huge in this conference, no matter who you are. And if you have a great offensive line, we know what that means for you as a team. You're going to be at least a good team if you have a great offensive line. And that's really what it came down to for Arkansas's defense and why they couldn't really do the things that they were doing in other games. It wasn't because of Arkansas's defense being so poor or being exposed. It was simply in the fact that Texas A&M actually had a very physical defense or offensive line up front, which ended up causing problems to where Arkansas could not get any pressure on Kellen Mond. And as we know with this Arkansas defense, their biggest thing has been causing turnovers. And in this game, there was not one single turnover committed by either team. Very clean game in that regard. But when you can't get any turnovers from Texas A&M or Kellen Mond and he's just able to sit back and make passes because you can't get the pressure on him because the offensive line's so good, this is the result. You saw it. And I think it's as simple as that when it comes to this game. Like Arkansas's offense played well, and the defense obviously had their issues, but I don't think it was because Arkansas's defense was poor. I think it was just because A&M's offense was that good. And so knowing that, you, you can call it a cop-out, you can call it an excuse, you can say whatever you want. But I look at this game and I say, you know what? I feel good. I feel fine. I would have loved to beat the Aggies. I hate the Aggies. Still hate the Aggies. I feel like Brett Kavanaugh now. But my point is, is that I am fine with what happened in this game to feel still good about what's going to happen the rest of the season. Like, I don't see this as some, like, horrible situation. Well, now Arkansas sucks again. Oh, no, we suck again. Like, no. I see this as simply a a team that was better than Arkansas beating Arkansas and them playing extremely well. Arkansas just didn't play well enough. That's it. And maybe I'm overlooking it a little bit. Maybe some of you feel differently about it. But to me, I just feel like it's a very... No, very predictable and very understandable loss for Arkansas. And now we know that A&M is legit. A&M is uh, for sure a top 10 team in this country. And I don't know if it's going to continue to go that way, but they definitely look the part. And I still feel good about Arkansas for the rest of the way. You're at the midway point of the season, which we'll talk about here in just a second, looking at some grades. But you're at the midway point in the season. You got five games left. Three of them, I think, are extremely winnable. And if you can find a way to get to five and five, which, you know, it's not, not a guarantee, but it's it's pretty likely. I mean, I don't think Arkansas is worse than three of the teams are going to be facing. But if you get to that point, just think about all the stuff that will go along with it and where you'll be at. You're going to look back at this Texas A&M game and say, God, I hate losing the Aggies. But I understand. It's not the end of the world. You have more opportunities. But now is a matter of moving on to Tennessee. And this is what you got this Saturday, a very winnable game. And we'll get into our grades and talk about some of the season and and the first half of it, at least, and some of the things we like, dislike, and all that fun stuff here in just a second. First, do you ever feel like you're always on? Like you're always just on the go and and with everything going on and uh, whether it's on television, you get stressed out because of the Razorbacks and because of politics and all this stuff. You just need a moment to chill. Well, luckily, there's a beer out there for you, and it's literally made to chill. It's Coors Light. And what's great about it is that it's 
therapeutic. Like watching football is therapeutic, right? It's uninterrupted me time. It gives you an excuse to drink beer. And since your college team, the Razorbacks, are playing, you want to sit back and chill and drink some beer while you're watching the Hogs play. And the thing is, is, the great thing about it is that it's the official beer of watching any sport. Just to drink beer. It's made to chill. It's a mountain cold refreshment. It's cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged. And it's everything you need because it's what I grab when I need to unwind. It's the beer I choose, the only beer I choose. So when you need to hit a reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill and get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, so here we are at the midway point of the season for the Razorbacks. They're sitting at two and three. And I started to think about, all right, let's give some grades out. Like, where where is this team actually at? How good are they really? Are they where I expected them? Are they not where I expected them? Whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to look at it. I think there's a lot of things to take away from it. And so... When I look at it, it's been a loss, win, loss, win, loss for Arkansas. And I know that we all had our own expectations. And I also know that most of you felt like this was going to be a year where Arkansas, best case scenario, wins three games. Some even said zero. But I did not see a soul say Arkansas would win three or more games. Or at least more than three games. I didn't see anybody say that. And so when I started thinking about it and looking back on this season, I'm like, holy crap. It really, truly is remarkable. I went back and even listened to a podcast that I did. I guess it was probably before the football season even started. And it was so crazy to think that at any point in time, I was like, man, this is going to be bad. I, I I I don't see him doing very well, especially against some of these teams. And, you know, they'll be lucky to get to this point. Like, honestly, folks, I felt like the first half of Arkansas' schedule was actually easier than what the second half is going to be at first. But now I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, man, Tennessee, LSU, Missouri, extremely winnable games against very average to below average teams. Now, Florida and Alabama, (laughs) they're Florida and Alabama. So, you know, what can you say about those teams except what the time you play them? We'll see how it plays out. But the point is, is that I'm looking back in the first half of the season. Georgia was, <laughs> they're just a good team, man. And, and you still didn't have, you could tell Arkansas was a team that didn't have spring practice or any fall camp, at least in the same regard that they were supposed to. But you beat Mississippi State, and you wowed some people doing it. You beat Auburn. You really did. You lost to them, but you beat them. You beat Ole Miss. And you lost, so like, really, really, the only two games you've lost this season, legitimately, is to two top 10, borderline top five teams in Georgia and Texas A&M. That's it. That's it. Like, how, how did you get to this point? How can you really say anything bad about this season? How can you not be impressed and be happy of where you're at? And again, Arkansas is in a great position to go five and five, which how many of you would have signed up for that before the year started? How many of you would have said, yes, five and five, take it right now? Every one of you would have. And that's what they're in a position to do. But I look at the offense. We'll start there and giving out our grades, at least my grades. I keep saying our, like there's somebody here with me, but there's not. It's just me. (laughs) So I'm looking at offense, and I think 
just in my personal opinion, which is this is what it is, I think the offense has actually been better than what a lot of you are saying. I think the offense has actually been better than what a few of you even claim. Now, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I am saying that I may be thinking highly of them, or at least a little more high than what you are. I honestly give the offense a B minus. Just and the only reason I give him a B minus above a C plus or a C is because I think Felipe Franks has been the game changer for this team and not blowing up the offense because I know he he's played well in some games, which we'll talk about. But he is exactly what Arkansas needed. Like he's exactly what they needed right now. And so I just I can't sit here and say that this offense is not just blowing people, at least blowing my mind in the way that They've gotten better and better each week. Uh, teams are knowing or slowing down the guys that they're supposed to, or at least have been keying on those guys, and they've still been giving it up. And honestly, some of the players that I thought would be really good for this offense haven't been this year. And so given that expectation and knowing how hard it is to install offenses without having to spring practice or anything, it's a B minus. Like Felipe Franks, given you know all the things people have said about him, and, uh, you know, what the expectations were for him and all of that. Like, look at these numbers. He's thrown for over 1,200 yards this year through five games. So he's on pace, if you want to do on pace, guys, on pace for throwing 2,500 yards. He's thrown for 1,200 yards. He's completed 66% of his passes. He's thrown 11 touchdowns and only three interceptions. Three. That's it. Like, I would sign up for that again. Before the year, through five games, if you told me that, yes, absolutely. No question about it. And so he has been the perfect fit and the perfect quarterback for what Arkansas needed right now. Now, I will say it is pretty surprising to see that Rakeem Boyd is not leading the team in rushing, but we know that he's had some injuries he's had to deal with. And honestly, this game against AM was kind of a, his best game, no doubt. Like he really put it together and he really got it going. So. You know, he's capable of it, but he's been great. Traylon Burks, and this is, I don't think this is too much, you know, over the top or anything, and I'm sure some of you will disagree, but the dude is the best player on the field in almost every game he's been in. Almost. There may have been better players on Georgia, but to me, there's no better wide receiver for sure that Arkansas has gone up against that's not better than Traylon Burks. Like, he is the best, and he has shown it out, and teams know that they're going to go to him. They know that they're going to throw him the ball, but it doesn't matter. He does it anyway, and he makes it work. He's only got four touchdowns on the year, which is kind of surprising, considering two of those came against Texas A&M. But he's got 366 yards receiving so far this year on 26 receptions, and I just I just think he's phenomenal. He's really phenomenal. He's got to get some other help. I know Davion Warren's been all right. Mike Woods has had some times here and there, but they got to do a lot more, and they got to be able to bring it a lot more. But Given all those circumstances, though, I just feel like the offense has been really good. I mean, it hasn't been perfect, and it's getting better and better. But all things considered, the fact that they're not turning the ball over at an alarming rate has been big. But on the defensive side, this is where all the money comes from, right? Defense, I may be giving it way too much credit, which some of you, I'm sure, will disagree with me and kind of get after me about it. But to me, the defense, I'm giving them an A. Yeah, I'll give them an A-. minus. Let's be a little more realistic. I'll give him an A minus because going into this year, <laughs> you didn't have you lost. I mean, you lost your best players from last year's defense, guys that are playing in the NFL. 
Sosa again, Scooter Harris, uh, Cameron Curl. Like these guys were either drafted or playing in the NFL or on a squad somewhere. And you lost them all last year. And you didn't really replace anybody, except, I mean, you did get Xavier Kelly, which was nice to transfer out of Clemson. You got uh, Levi Draper, which uh, he's been injured, but you haven't really seen much of him. So, I mean, you got a few pieces here and there. But overall, you were playing pretty much with some walk-ons and some guys that didn't have a lot of experience. And now look at you. Look at you. Look at what you're doing defensively. You have shut teams down. You have been in great positions. You have caused havoc on certain teams. And it's just been great. Barry Odom has to be the leader for the Brawls Award right now. I mean, he's just been phenomenal. And so the defense and all these things considered and how, you know, where they came from and where they're going to be, I'm just looking at it and saying, man, if they can just continue to get better players and more depth and they keep the coaching staff in place, who's to say that this won't be a truly legitimate top five SEC defense year in and year out. I could totally see that happening. But they have been really exceeding every expectation that you could have ever possibly dreamed of. The reason is Arkansas is sitting with, with three legit wins right now is simply because of the defense. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it has to be. I don't know how you can go any other way with it. But I'm, I've been impressed by it. Special teams, i got to give a D. That's been pretty disappointing, and uh, I think for obvious reasons. Uh, just the kicking has not been good. I guess the punting's been okay, but the coverage has not been good. Uh, lining up off, uh, offset has been horrible. I mean, the, the special teams has been bad, and honestly, it, is, it could have cost you some games. But, you know, my point is, and I'm looking at all of that, is Arkansas is exceeding expectations. What they've done in the second or in the first five games has been nothing short of awesome. Every one of us can agree to that. And every one of us can agree that they like the direction that they're going and that Sam Pittman is the dude, the dude that's getting it done. But the thing is, is you got five games left. You got three winnable games. One of them being this weekend against Tennessee at home. All this great stuff that's been being talked about with these Razorbacks has been well-deserved. But you can't let it be in vain. You can't let let it be the deciding factor of your season to say, well, at least we had that first half of the season because the second half was not good. No, no, you cannot do it that way. Finish strong. You have to be able to finish strong. And if you don't finish strong to this season and you sit back and you're two and eight, it's not going to have the same luster. I don't think people will be mad because that's about what people expected. But expectations change as the season goes on. And now the expectation is even higher than it's ever been before. We'll take a commercial break here in just a second. But first, folks, you've heard me tell you about Built Bar and the amazing flavors they have. 18 amazing flavors, and they got six new ones. But the thing is, is I like convenience. I like something that's quick. I like something that's healthy. I like something that tastes good. And luckily for you and for me, Built Bars are that. It's great for all of us health-conscious people. You can lose or maintain your weight while indulging in something that tastes delicious. It's low-calorie, low-sugar, but with high-protein and high-fiber. So it's great for your keto diets or really any of your diets. And all the flavors they come to is just incredible. You can have plenty of choices, and some of you may like some other than others. But that's what's great about it is you can go through them all, see the flavors, see which ones you want, which you don't want, pick and choose however you want to do it. And here's the best thing. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's right. Use promo code LOCKEDON 
and you'll get 20% off your next order. It's a very simple process. It doesn't matter if you get a billion of these Bill Bars. If you get a billion of them, you get 20% off that billion. It's a lot of money in savings, right? So be sure to go to BillBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order, folks. Take advantage of it. I promise you, you will not regret it. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.